Welcome to Sales Cultures Redefined, where we transform people with purpose, income, and a better life. Here's your host, CEO of Sales Managed Solutions, Lance Cooper. Over the last 35 years, I've trained thousands of salespeople, sales managers, and sales leaders. I've seen good ones, and I've seen bad ones. Along the way, I've made a ton of mistakes, both as a leader, a trainer, a consultant for those 35 years, and a baseball coach for 20. I've stayed up at night trying to understand what happened. Why did someone not do well around me? Why did we lose? Why did they quit? What could I have done different? What did I do wrong? Those questions and others kept me up at night. I've read books, thousands of them. I've gone to all kinds of seminars and study sessions. I've researched coaches in several sports with four or more national or world championships. I received a bachelor's of science degree in engineering and a master's degree in speech and theater. I studied psychology, research studies, and business systems. I've warred with my right brain and my left. And gradually, after all those years of study and self-reflection, I realized both at home and at work that the end isn't in sight. I'm broken in various ways. I'm also changing. The world is changing. My family's growing and changing. And everywhere I look, I see the signs that tell me I will always have a ton to learn. Socrates said many great things. One of them, the only true wisdom is knowing you know nothing. I have gotten better. The people closest to me tell me so, my sons, my bride, and those I've known for years. And here's a few things I've discovered. People are more than X's and O's. Salespeople are more than quotas and closing percentages. And the best people who lead them, whether called sales managers or trainers, sales leaders or coaches, through lots of inner work and transformation, seem to have absorbed a higher set of values and beliefs. The attitudes that emerge from these they use to shape their cultures into amazing incubators of talent or creativity and the best form of professionalism in sales, sports, or life. It seems that as the number of people grow that a person will influence, the more that their own inner transformation strengthens their continued success as a leader. This ever-changing, newer and better person increases their own belief in the capacity for others to improve and get better. Salespeople hear a stronger message, a message with humility and hope and strength. At higher levels of sales and service production, the values and beliefs of leaders make them an inspiring example and give them the words, the language, and the heart behind what will sustain long-term success and cultural transformation and maintenance. For example, they can tell someone what to change and do it in a way that gives hope in the effort, in the new habits, leading to higher performance levels. In other words, because of their own struggle to get better and to make their own personal ambitions realities, they can inspire others to their own goal achievement. John Wooden, the famous UCLA basketball coach with 10 national championships, nine of them in a row, said, the best competition I have is against myself to become better. Just like an artist who transcends the mechanics of brush and color and canvas to a Narnia realm of newly captured forms that touch life in a great way, 
is the professional sales leader, no matter the title. The people around the working environments that they continually shape and strengthen find their best bursting forth in what they do. Their leader or coach or mentor helps them, even pushes them to find that they are more than they ever realize, that they have untapped reservoirs of growth, and that there is life-changing meaning and purpose in a sales position. They even find joy, perhaps fleeting in this hard world, but weaved or painted into the tapestry of what they do for other people as they sell products and services. Where do these great sales leaders go for their education, other than their own reflection and mistakes? For example, what do they read? What works and authors help them most? The books I will recommend in this podcast may surprise you, but I promise you this, if you want to change, if you see a need to change yourself first in order to be a better leader, the education you receive from the following authors and their work will bring positive changes to your life and your influence on those who depend on you for direction. The first of 10 books that I recommend begins in 700 BC with Proverbs, a book of wise sayings that covers many life topics, among them relationships and wisdom and money and even hiring. It's a book, as you probably know, within the most published, most read book in the world, the Bible. The wisdom in that book of kings and wise people will help you. The next nine books are James written between 62 and 69 A.D. by the brother of Jesus. Some say that this is like the New Testament version of Proverbs in the Bible. James is about the substance underneath faith. It's not about a shallow belief in a goal or a person. It's about a patriot's type of belief, a sold-out belief that always results in actions toward a cause. Think of this when I ask you if you are ambitious about your future, if you have a goal. And what are the actions that you do each day to achieve it? Goal achievement starts with faith, belief, and without it, we are dishonest people who mislead ourselves. Kind of like those people who set goals in the first part of the year, New Year's resolutions, but then don't move toward them because they really didn't care about them. They really didn't have them in their hearts. James said that faith without works is dead. James also has much more for us to learn. For example, how to not to play favorites and to be very careful about what we say because, quote, when we put bits in the mouths of horses to make them obey us, we can turn the whole animal or take ships as an example. Although they are so large and are driven by strong winds, they are steered by a very small rudder wherever the pilot wants to go. Likewise, the tongue is a small part of the body, but it makes great boasts. Consider what a great forest is set on fire by a small spark. The tongue also is a fire, a world of evil among the parts of the body. So it's super important for a sales leader to watch what they say and how they say it. It can help kill or help to breathe life into a sales rep or a son or a daughter. Now, for an understanding of example in action, please read Mohandas Gandhi's An Autobiography, The Story of My Experiments with Truth, written in 1929. Gandhi knew how the Industrial Revolution created a materialistic culture with wealth, comfort, and long life as the highest human values instead of truth, love, and self-sacrifice. And he knew how those in leadership often sat in ivory towers without a clue about what people experienced in the real working world. I think Gandhi would teach sales leaders to do as he did, 
Even though nations and their leaders changed directions because of his example and teachings, Gandhi lived among people as much as possible and liked them. He would tell sales leaders to understand that there are higher human values than money and to do the work you ask others to do. Know their struggles, their rejection, their problems as intimately as possible. Get on the phone. Have people hang up on you, and this will deepen the impact of your leadership. Remember these words. You must be the change you want to see in the world, which connects with another life-altering books that leaders need to read. Dale Carnegie's How to Win Friends and Influence People, written in 1936. This is a timeless book that more than 15 million people have read. One of the first self-help books that were published. I remember reading this book later in my life and thinking how stupid that I had not read it before because in it are important skills for having an amazing influence on my children and those I lead. It teaches leaders to stay away from criticism or condemnation or complaining to others. It helped me have a deeper appreciation for praise in a person's name and why a genuine interest in people informs me and encourages them to discover their passions. As Ron Willingham taught me years ago, and as Mr. Carnegie confirms, listening 75 to 80% of the time is a mark of great leadership. There is much more in this book about winning friends and influencing people that you can immediately apply. The habits and actions this book teaches will increase your influence on everyone you interact with, family, friends, peers, and of course, individual sales reps. To introduce the next book, let's remember that many young salespeople today want to understand the purpose of what they do, how they contribute to this world, and in turn find meaning while serving others in this life, especially in the sales role. The book, The Greatest Salesman in the World, written by Og Mandino in 1968, helps salespeople and sales leaders understand the impact they have on the world and what success means in the role. Mr. Mandino's books have sold over 50 million copies, and at the heart of all of them is the belief that every person is a miracle and should choose to direct their life with confidence in finding the path in which they will help others best. His book, The Greatest Salesman in the World, tells the story of Hafid, who is a poor camel boy who finds a life of abundance. Og wants you to read each of the ten scrolls three times a day for 30 days, and then begin the second scroll and continue each month until you complete all the scrolls. The first one is entitled, I Will Form Good Habits and Become Their Slave. And like in the book of James, Og tells us to do it now and that all is worthless without action. The fifth book is Man's Search for Meaning. Viktor Frankl wrote it in 1946. I read this book years ago and I still remember the effect it had on me that even in the darkest of times, amidst torture and starvation and losing loved ones to the Nazi extermination of Jews, There were people that lived to tell the story and to remember. Viktor Frankl was one of those people, a psychotherapist. He witnessed and experienced this time, and in his book, he said that there was one thing the Nazis could not take from the Jewish prisoners unless they gave it up. Hope. They could not take 
their hope. The prisoners who kept their hope kept serving the others. They were not always physically the strongest or the smartest, but their hope sustained them. Mr. Frankel writes that when someone gave up their hope, he saw the light go out in their eyes and they soon died. His book shares this profound truth among others and helps all of us keep the light of meaning burning strong for ourselves and those we lead. Now, book number six. In 1974, Zig Ziglar wrote See You at the Top. This book was rejected 39 times before it was published. In the year 2000, the book's 25th anniversary printing occurred. It is still in print today, and more than one million people have purchased the book. Years ago, my mother asked me to go to a seminar in town with Zig Ziglar, Norman Vincent Peale, Dr. Dennis Waitley, and Paul Harvey. Listening to these men speak changed how I looked at my life. I purchased Zig's book, and ever since, with all the books I've read over the years, none of them made the importance of goal setting and goal achievement as clear. Please buy this book. Most people today, including many sales leaders, do not have goals for their lives. As Zig often said, they are wandering generalities and not meaningful specifics. Our businesses and our homes need those who lead them to be meaningful specifics, working hard to make the world a better place for everyone and to understand what better looks like and work toward that occurring. So it's a very specific ambition. Please read this book. The next book I want you to read is Dr. Scott Peck's The Road Less Traveled. Published in 1978, 10 million people have purchased it. Peck, a psychiatrist, starts the book with these three words. And this is the reason I bought the book. Life is difficult. He goes on to say that when we realize that this is true, that life is difficult, we then can learn to use the tools that make life easier to live emotionally and mentally. Problem-solving tools like discipline, delayed gratification, accepting responsibility, and like Gandhi, the importance of living a life of truth. For me, in a less disciplined time in my life, it helped me understand that love sits side by side with discipline. And unless I disciplined my life to the fulfillment of responsibilities, I did not love myself, and I certainly did not love others. Which brings me to the only book in my top 10 book list with direct advice for sales leaders and managers, Chris Lytle's The Accidental Sales Manager, How to Take Control and Lead Your Sales Team to Record Profits, published in the year 2000 at the start of the new millennium. Chris does a great job helping top reps promoted to sales manager learn how not to fail, but thrive in the new position by learning how to build commitment instead of leading through controlling others, how to conduct sales meetings that inspire new behaviors and increased sales, how to coach B players into A players, and especially how to make the tough transition from top salesperson to a new sales manager 
even how to hire by asking questions and hiring for traits and not just skill sets. Finally, I want you to read the best business book written in the last 50 years, in my opinion, a help to any leader in any department of a company or in any type of organization. Good to Great by Jim Collins, written in 2001. This is the book where you will learn the type of leader and leadership style that guides the very best companies in the world, the ones that consistently outperform their peers year after year with long-lasting success and not short-term profits. You will see the effect of a focus on results combined with humility, how to put the right people in the right seats on the bus, and how to recruit character first. With 100 man-woman years of research, you will find practical strategies for you at home and at work, personally and professionally, proven tips to take you and those you lead from good to great. A great book will last over the decades and centuries. Its great truths will, if you take them into your values and belief system, make you better as a sales leader. Over the years, it will continue to bring you, its reader, meaning and a firm foundation of proven strategies for being a positive and changing influence on those around you. You will know what you stand for and how to stand for it. And since being a sales leader means having communication skills that help people solve problems and needs, fulfilling this purpose will run deep into the life of those you impact. These books will help to answer the deepest questions that concern us as people doing sales work or influencing our families at home. They will help you examine yourself and discover areas for improvement and new habits. As you read these books, I expect you will change what you talk about and how you talk about it. You will learn how to listen, and you will listen more. You will get better. The people around you will see the difference, and the best of them will be attracted to what you say and what you ask them to do. Your team's sales will increase. Your team's customer service will increase. Repeat sales and referrals will increase. And the people you lead will talk about how their lives have improved for the better because of what they learned when they were on your team. Now, go grab one of these books and get started today. And as Zig said, I'll see you at the top. You have just listened to Sales Cultures Redefined. Subscribe to our podcast on iTunes or Google Play, and we'll see you at the next episode.